One of these years I've told myself when tax season comes around, I'm just going to send a copy of this gospel to the IRS and just leave no money inside of it. I'm not that bold, but I I can always tell myself I'll do that someday. Um, The Pharisees today give Jesus the epitome of a loaded question today. Again, this might be something kind of simple. Is it lawful to pay the census tax to Caesar or not? But asked in the context and in the setting of Jesus' time, it's a very complex question. And there are no good answers, seemingly, that Jesus could give. That question contains within it a controversial assumption that I'll get to in a minute. But if, if Jesus was to say yes, that it is lawful to pay the census tax and the crowds of Jewish people would become very angry at him because they do not like the Romans. If, however, Jesus were to say, no, it is not lawful to pay the census tax, the Romans would have become angry. Either way, the Pharisees would have created an enemy for Jesus. But again, contained within this question is one central assumption that I would argue is radically incorrect. And that that assumption is this. That our lives ought to be segmented and demarcated in such a way that some part of our lives is given over to our God and another part of our lives is seemingly not given over to our God. That is the assumption that is central to this loaded question that Jesus has to wrestle with today. And I say that that assumption is wrong, that it is erroneous. Because if we go back to the very beginning, it is original sin that fragments and demarcates our lives. It is original sin that leads to us withholding various parts or aspects of our life from our God. It is original sin that gives us nice, beautifully well-defined borders of what belongs to God and what doesn't. Sin, at the end of the day, compartmentalizes and disintegrates our existence. It says, this part of my life I will give to God, and this other part of my life I will do on my own, or I will keep for myself. And inevitably, when this happens, we know that our lives will fall short of what they ought to be. Because let's dive into Jesus' response here for a minute. Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, but to God what belongs to God. If we really ask, okay, what part of my life belongs to God? Well, it's, it's funny because it's, it's every part. It's our entire lives that belong to our God at the end of the day. There shouldn't be a part that just belongs to Caesar and a part that just belongs to God. No, every part of our lives should be given over to the God of the universe. Now, we do know that different parts of our lives, different segments, require different treatment, we can say, and some have different obligations. Think our work life versus our home life, uh, for example. However, none of these aspects of our lives should be removed from our relationship with our God. Our God is not one creature among many, and our faith lives are not just one aspect of our lives among many as well. Our lives of faith are altogether different. Our God, after all, is the deepest source and inspiration for everything that we ought to do in life. 
And so no part of our lives should be seen as special enough to keep our God at arm's length or outside of it entirely. So there is no part of our lives that is some special immune category that has no obligation to our God. And we could say that for, as it relates to our career or our relation to the state or our relationships at home. All of these things must have our God at the center of them and must be given over to our God as their first and highest obligation and priority. And we know that, at least for our own selves, the church sees it in this light too. We know that we are born into a reality that is both visible and invisible and that the invisible life we live is greater than the visible one. And so it follows from this that the affairs of our visible life, though they are important, no doubt, are always smaller and less important than what concerns the invisible life. And I would maybe argue that this is where our society gets it most wrong, especially as it relates to politics and social things. Because if this life, the visible life, is all that there is, then we seemingly have to invest every fiber of our being into it. We have to seemingly make an impact and change, or else our lives will have no meaning whatsoever. And we see this in politics becoming our nation's religion nowadays. But as Catholics, we know that this world is not all that there is. There is a greater life, a greater world beyond what we can see with our eyes. And the impact that you and I make in the invisible world is far more profound and lasting than any impact we can make with the visible one. We are a people, after all, who are less afraid of what can kill the body than what can kill the soul. And so we ought to be less concerned with the state of our world or the state of our union than the state of our souls. This is what Jesus is trying to get across to the people of his own day. And it's of vital importance for us, I think, to take these considerations to heart too. And so our church has always balanced being good citizens of the earthly and the heavenly realms. She's done this in every age, and she does this even for ourselves too in our own. And in particular today, brothers and sisters, I want to draw our attention to something that might seem a little ways away might seem a little bit down the road, but it's something that will most likely impact us over the next year or so in our state of Missouri. And it affects both the visible and the invisible, the temporal and the spiritual. And it concerns the sanctity of life. As we know, a little over a year ago, brothers and sisters, the issue of life was shifted to the states. It became a state issue. And in the state of Missouri, we have been very blessed with a strong culture of life and our laws. However, next year, we know that there will be a ballot measure, a constitutional amendment, in fact, that will be put on our ballots to try to reinstate legal abortion on demand in Missouri. We don't know the specific language yet or even when it will come, but it is safe to say that it has the potential to gut and destroy everything that we as Catholics have fought for in these last 50 years. And so it is imperative for us to take this very seriously as Catholics living in the world. Again, this is one of those things where Caesar 
and God might seemingly be in conflict. But we know, brothers and sisters, that to give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God is to stand with the unborn. And this will be a very unique instance, I would argue. The issue placed in front of us will be independent of any candidate or party. Normally, it's often lumped in with a person and a party with a lot of baggage with both. And it won't be something that we will really be weighing alongside other issues. It will be distilled in its most purest form. Yes or no. And we will have to make a decision that will affect the lives of many, many people. This is something that we pray about each and every Sunday at Mass. That a culture of life, a culture where the dignity and sanctity of every person from conception to natural death and everywhere in between is respected and cherished. It is an integral part of our faith in the modern world, and the defense of life should be paramount for all of us. Again, to stand for life is to truly give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God. So we need to do everything we can to stand for truth and for life itself. And that effort, first and foremost, begins with prayer in our adoration chapel, in the Holy Rosary and at Holy Mass. This great work begins here. We must begin this great work by praying and then acting on it as people who understand the dignity of every life and the dignity of every person. So in the spirit of this gospel, let us truly give to Caesar and God what belong to them, always in proper order and always in proper perspective, to resolve not to build a kingdom merely confined to this earth, Strive above all else to build the kingdom of our God and give our God the entirety of our lives.